Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> velkommen, velkommen, velkommen skal dere være til uh, nyeste episode av uh, FOR-podcasten. Mitt navn er uh, Marius Torp, og jeg har med mig uh, Espen Blaker. Og hvordan er formen, Espen? Uh, formen er så som så. Uh, nu hadde vel de fleste <laughs> som, som hører på forhåpning om at de skulle uh, få, få meg spart en episode her, men uh, nej. Jeg seg, så det, det får de ikke Nej, det var jo Jeg tenkte det var på tide at jeg fikk prøve mine intro-kunnskaper men det, det... Ja, de, de har jo ikke så mye å gå på Skal, skal jeg være litt der Energinivået var der Ja, 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 helt klart det... ja. Nej, rollene kan kun være byttet For en, en viss, en viss for en tid For en 15 sekunders periode Ja, for det jeg Du, du klarer ikke fint i programlederrollen Men jeg blir ganske fort avslørt i i din roll så där tror jag inte bara Stockholm för det för det blir för dumt. Ja. Men ja, eh med tillbaka ett Pebble Beach uker som var Kristoffer eh, Ventura hade med förhoppningar av att det skulle snu den modetrenden men eh, dessvärre så fortsatte eh, denna ja, vad ska man kalla det? Eh skräckräck och marrigt och det går nog gör det så tabloid du bara vill men Faktum er nå at Kristoffer har misset syv av de åtte siste køttene, og eh, varselampene de, de lyser ganske sterkt nå, vil jeg si, uten å på en måte overdramatisere dette her. Ja, pilen peker jo helt klart i feil retning. Det, det virker tungt, altså jeg synes det virker som man liksom ikke kommer i gang på noen som helst måte i, i turneringene. Det blir en kjempe, det blir at han må kjempe fra start til mål, Og det virker som det pågår mye på det mentale nu. Jeg snakket litt med Henrik Bjørnstad om det i går. Vi var enige om at, at liksom nå, nå blir det sånn at når den første bogen kommer, så begynner allerede tankesettet å gå mot at nå blir det mer jobb, nå må jeg kjempe meg inn igjen, nå må jeg komme meg innenfor køttgrensen. Som vi har snakket om før, og det er en farlig mentalitet. Jeg tror ikke det er bevisst, men det er liksom sånn som sker når man er inne i den gropa han er i, da, og ikke klarer å komme sig ut, finner ikke løsningene, det kommer bara små glimt som inte klarar att skapa nok positivitet och nok vad ska man säga si, självtillit till att han kan lyfta prestationerna och så jag hade egentligen lite förväntningar på att han skulle göra en bra runda på Pebble Beach efter den uh, lite skuffande runda på på Spyglass men han gör liksom han är er fem över par da, på på två par femmul på Pebble Beach det, det går rätt och slett inte <laughs> nej det är er helt det, det var helt extremt 
Ja, ikke sant? Så det er, du kan se på det, det er små marginer da. Gjør han to birdies der, så, så, så er det syv slag i forskjell, og der er han innenfor køttgrensen. Mm. Uh, han er jo ikke noen store, store problemer heller på på noen av hullene. Han er jo trygt på venstre siden på hull 6, og gjør, klarer å gjøre dobbelt derfra. Han er jo uh, ikke i vannet heller på hull nummer 8 fra 10. Nej, 18 fra 10, mener jeg. Og klarer å gjøre, og klarer å gjøre en uh, uh, trippelbogge der, da. Hva som skjedde på det hullet, det for gudene videre. Ja, det står den play-by-play-boken. Det er rar for liksom shot 1, 266 yards til fairway, shot 2 penalty. Så det... Det vet jeg rett og slett ikke, altså det må ha skjedd et eller annet der, men ja, ja det var en, en tung helg, vi får håpe at han nå kan få pust I bakken, en pust i bakken, og det ser ikke ut som han kommer sig med i Genesis, men da, nå kommer det god mulighet i Puerto Rico da, neste uke, så da må vi krysse fingrene på at der kan han tenke at ok, nå får jeg sjansen, nå skal jeg ta den. Og der har vi gode erfaringer. Ja, det har vært kul med, med to back, strake back. norske vinnere, det har vært helt rått da. Ja. Jeg håper å si vi er jo optimistiske i hvert fall på Victor sine veier denne uken, men det er vel grenser. Ja, ja. Det, det snur fort i denne sporten, og det nå snakket jeg jo med Federico på onsdag, var vel det, før Pebble Beach, og det er ikke noe teint at, at de, den gjengen der henger med hodet, så det ja, han har jo byttet litt på utstyret og diverse den siste tiden, så det er jo bare å håpe at de resultatene vil, vil komme mer frem i, I tiden som kommer, og Puerto Rico kommer jo til å bli en av de beste sjansene hans eh, ja, i vår sesongen, så der, eh, nei, der er det bare å håpe alt det vi kan på at eh, ting snur for Ventura. Han, hadde, han gjorde jo en bra figur der i fjor, og det var jo egentlig der det snudde ja, eh, på, på slutten av sesongen, så nej mm. fingers crossed um, fordi Det är er ju det snurrar ju fort i denna sporten och det är er ju det var ju förrukes vinnare ett exempel på Daniel <laughs> ja. Burger som då missar kötten i Phoenix kor liksom missar du kötten där så ja då det då är er ju förhoppningen väldigt bra för där är er det väldigt låga skårar och det är er en ganska lättspilt bana men så bara eh, så visar det ju då hur sjukt det kan det kan snu och Burger då eh, hade väl en sån enorm start eller han startade väl som helt grejt lå väl kanske topp 20 efter dag 1 och så bara slår han till med en jämpe dag 2 leder väl lite dag 2 och så mm. eh, var det ju ingen isno sån voldsomme eh score på dag 3 men på sista dagen så så var det en del folk gick lavt och burger var väl den gick lavast samtliga mm eh, ja absolut ja. en 765 runden på på söndag då med med två igler och en buggy faktiskt och är den var luktade det svidda. Det var det var imponerande saker och märklig spiller Daniel Burger också som var borta en liten period med skador och sån och kom tillbaka efter coronapausen vann första turneringen och samma med Victor fick inte plats i Masters i november men nu är er han ju helt helt där uppe och är er ju faktiskt en av de hotaste spelarna där ute har varit det sin maj då juni. Ja, han är er i alla fall den hårdaste spelaren i min bok för det årets första vaffel blev inkasserat och det är er deilig. Ja, det är det. Jag lärde mig att vara i valgå. Jag var ju egentligen ja, ja. på Cantley då inte dag en så låg jag och tänkte alltså att jag orkar, ja. men så snurrade det hellrevis så det, ja. det var det. 
fick ju då smäcka på pungen med mitt Molinari valg det var ja det fick jag en ja fick ju 59:e platsen alene i för sig då så <laughs> prestation det ja klart det Klart och kött, det är er det viktigaste. Det ja. var sånt som Aaron Wise för mig på i huvudet. Helt riktigt. Burger vinner så föran en gammal känning av oss, Maverick McNeely. Det, han kom lite från ingenstans. Det var ju en spiller. Är det lov att säga att jag nämnde ju det namnet? Jag vet inte. Jo, jag är er ganska säker på. Nei, det tror jag inte du gjorde. Okay, okay. Då har jag tänkt väldigt starkt på det i allt fall. Ja. För jag menar att jag har du säkert. Men mm. jag menar det han som en liten outsider, men uh, jag tänkte på det för han blev nummer 5 där i fjor. Uh, og och har varit lite sån hot, men uh, det var uh, med det där latterliga straffslaget han fick då. Så det är er ju ja. Det var det var imponerande. Ja, blandning av det och att Burger gjorde Eagle på latten, det kommer ja. väl att tänka lite på den godaste Maverick som uh, det är er väl topp 2 i fetaste namn på turen sammen med Fred ja. Fuck. Ja, den er høyt der oppe, Maverick McNeely, altså den er ganske fet faktisk. Ja, Maverick McNeely, Fred Funk, Harry Higgs. Ja. Nå er det bare klassenavner. Litt Top Gun, vi berøver det navnet der. <laughs> Veldig. Uh, McNeely snegg seg jo da inn uh, blant, uh, altså, det er lenge siden jeg har sett en så starstudda topp fem-liste uh, i en, uh, i en kall det ikke en av de største turneringene heller da. I hvert fall ikke strength of field-messig. Da har du Burger, McNeely, Cantley, Speed og Casey. Og Jordan Speed, altså en ny uh, kjempeturnering. Så det dette ja. er hyggelig, uh, en hyggelig utvikling for mannen som virker død og begravet. Helt klart, og nå fikk han i hvert fall en bedre opplevelse på en søndag da, hvor han på en måte at, at, at Burger går syv under får han ikke gjort noe med, men han spiller seg på en måte ingen, på ingen måte ut av det, han går jo to under par og eh, ja, to under par som jeg ikke har gjort, to under par ja og gjør en bra turnering, eh, gjør en bogey på fjortene da på backnet som setter litt stopper, men eh, den seieren til speed, den kommer nærmere den nå Det gjør han eh, og ja skal man bare säg att det var det från Pebble Beach för det det är ju den uga huvudfokuset ska vara på och en annan man som närmar sig sin tredje eller har i alla fall närmat sig sin tredje seger på PGA turen de sista ukorna det är er Victor Hovland tillbaka mm. i aktion i Genesis en kärpeturnering i LA Hva er din første magefølelse foran det som venter? Åh, det, du må jo ikke spørre sånn, for da kommer jeg til å jinxe, men uh, den er god, altså. Den er veldig, veldig god foran uh, Rivera. Den banen liker jeg veldig godt til Viktor Hovland. Den legger et stort press på... Det er stort press, men den gir dig veldig gode muligheter dersom du klarer å... Uh, och uh, ha god med driveren og ha et godt hjernspill så slå gode driver og være god in mot grinn og det er Viktor det er han stabilt god på uke in og uke ut så derfor burde mulighetene i hvert fall være til stede for at han kan göra en god prestation. så jeg, jeg liker hans utgangspunkt foran turneringen veldig godt ja, det er du ikke om jeg sitter og ser på hovedsiden nå for Genesis og der står det med store bokstaver expert picks og et bilde av ja Viktor Hovland. Så det du är er själva om att vara optimist. Jag är er optimist själv. Jag tror jeg, det var lite morsamt. Han eh, la ut bilder på på Instagram, kor 
han liksom hintade lite den känslan han hade på den banan förra gången han spelade han. För det gick ju inte så bra. Det måste man bara säga si. det var väl i Amateur 2018 tror jag. Ja. där hade han alltså en streak på syv strakebogger eller åtta strakebogger. Så minne är er inte är för gode men han har ju kommit ett stycke sin den gång. Det kan vi ju tryckt säga si att han har han har ju utvecklat spelet ganska mycket sedan då. Så så ja, den det vill jag inte lagt så väldigt mycket i antingen den kanske lite revanschlist då, men en allt pekar på att denna typ av klassisk sån golfbana som Riviera ska passa den spelutypen väldigt bra. Det så vi i fjor. Adam Scott är er en god driver, en god ballstriker. Eh, kan du dyka upp, men du har sett vinnare där de sista åren som Bubba också som ofta kan göra mycket och vara fantastisk med både driver och järn och och flera andra har presterat bra där som som är er den typen spelare. Så um, utgångspunkten för Victor är er väldigt väldigt bra den typen spelartyp då. Ja, du nämnde Adam Scott, han är er ju då inne på den power rankingen som jag ligger och kikar lite på. Um, det är er inte Victor. Nej, det, er det var litt, det. Ja, i i förhåll till vilka namn jag ser där, jag skönjer ju alla alla som hamnar på listan men att Carlos Ortiz är er topp 10 kontra Victor den den ser inte jag då. Och er Max Homa en hedersman men att Max Homa i stället för Victor. Ja, det... inte sant? Och jag skönjer också Brooks Koepka är er där inne för det han vant men jag hade inte jag hade inte satt han in där. Föran Victor jag hade placerat Victor föran Morikawa jag hade placerat Victor föran Ortiz och Niman kanske en fin sån 7:e 8:e mellan Cantley och Deschamps och sån hade kanske jag tänkt. Ja. Men uh, jag synes i hvert fall at Victor burde, og jeg tror også Victor selv liker, liker banen til sitt spill da. Mm. Uh, så er jeg sånn, det eneste jeg er oppe på det er jo dette med nærspillet, og hvis hjernspillet detter litt, så, så er ikke dette noe lett banen å gjøre opp en dans på rundt hele banen, altså. det er det ikke. Uh, grinene, sånne poa-griner kan fort bli litt uh, hobbete og och kan uh, få ikke den jevne rullen som bentgrass och krypkvärngriner får då som det heter på norsk så, så det kan vara en lite sån ja hur han har slitit tidigare på den typen griner men uh, nej jag är er överraskad över det alltså. Ja. En uh, ting som inte är er överraskande det är er ju att Dustin Johnson är er nummer 1. Uh, <laughs> Allt annat hade varit fel. Ja, det hade det. Uh, och han har ju en jämpe rekord i tillägg på Riviera. Uh, sex ja. topp 4 placeringar. Ja och ni topp 10 placeringar alltså ja. Lycka till och slå den man. Eh, Sandro Schoffler 2, Justin Thomas 3, John Rahm 4, Rory McIlroy 5. Det är er ju här är er alla kanoner på plats så det är er bara att spänna setebältena. 120 man i fältet och Ventura som du nämnde inledningsvis är er väl nummer 4 på reservlistan akkurat nu och det ja, det ska väl eh, få ett sån lite mini corona utbrott för att han ska komma sig in. Ett fryktligt lokalt smittutbrudd. Jag hade Patrick Reed och ett par andra såna lite såna skurkar hade samlats och gått på en sån coronasmäll så det är lov att Det är lov att Okej. Chapt för mig går vidare. Uh, fantasy och med med player liksom att bara baka samman lite fantasy och lite uh, favoritter um, för turneringen. Ja. Vem är er det du ja. har plockat ut? Jo, visst var det jag brukt nu har plockat ut tre storfavoriter, två utfordrare och en uh, longshot, är er det inte det? 
Men du kan du kan köra på chatt. Jag kan fortsätta med den. Tre storfavoriter så så hade jag satt Patrick Cantley. Han är er ju lokalgutt i superform och vunnit vant det sist i Kalifornien, vilket som vilket som man inte gör antingen att gå god golfrunder. Rory McIlroy hade jag satt upp där för detta borde vara en bana som passar han mitt i blinken. Och den sista stora favoriten är er solklart Dustin Johnson. Det er, han är er världens dominerande golfspelare nu. Så det är er inte något tvivel om att han är er den som på något man ska ja, man förvänta då att ska kunna ska kunna vinna vid har en OK dag da. Så har jeg lyst til å ta to utfordrere, og da har jeg lyst til å plukke en engelsk mann, som jeg vet du liker, som er utenfor topp 20 i verden. Han er nummer 20 i verden, så har jeg lyst til å ta Matt Fitzpatrick. Også som grinder-spiller, som kan, kan fort gjøre det veldig, veldig bra på denne, på denne type baner, rett og slett. Han er ikke noen fantastisk ballstriker, men kan, kan være en litt sånn sneaky en lite sån sneaky, vad ska man kalla det, sneaky spelare då. Och håller lite öga med som pötter fantastisk. Och kan få ut en god prestation så man förväntar sig att han ska göra sitt intåg lite sån i en av dessa turneringen i USA. Och så vill jag också så plocka ut med nummer 28 på världsrankingen, Joaquin Niemann. Eh, var en vittig god form, har presterat mycket bra och lite undervärderad spelare för min del så Han tror jeg også kan være en å holde et litt øye med, da. Som, som slags utfordrer til de store favorittene. Det kan være en, en liten, to fine navn der. Ja, og så har du longshotten. Longshotten, så, så må vi bygge på momentum, og nummer 126 på verdensrenkingen, det er Maverick McNeely. Så det må være ukens longshot. Kanskje ikke longshot, i og med at han er att han hade en bra uke för uke men nu är er det i detta fältet här är er det en långshot. Ja, när du är er 126 i världen så är er väl kriterierna vi satte för denna spalten var att du ska vara över nummer 100 i världen för att vara en långshot. Eh Maverick McNeely då, även om han är er i god form har eh är nummer 126 men ja. Vi så vi så förra att han är er i fryktlig god form och vi har ju fått uppleva närspelans på på nära 12 när vi var i Altså, det er noe det dummeste jeg har sett. Han kan gjøre opp en navn fra overalt, og så er han faktisk en ganske god ballstriker. Når han først setter i gang, så klaffer det, så kan han absolut kanskje ha fått sin store, store gjennombrudd i en så stor turnering. Det ville vært moro, men Maverick, Topkun, McNeely setter vi som da en som en den store utfordreren, da. longshotten, mener jeg. Ja. Jeg, har, jeg skal ikke nevne, gå igenom en lang liste med navn. Jeg har tre stykker som jeg har troen på, som ikke er blant favorittene denne uka her. Mm-hmm. Det er Scotty Scheffler. Ja. Det er Matt Wolf. Og det er Cameron Smith. Ja. <laughs> det er bare på grunn av hårsveisen. <laughs> ja, det, den MacGyver-looken der kan ingen ta frem. Scheffler og Wolf, egentlig alle tre har jo vist at de i mestre tøffe baner. Scheffler og Wolf var jo opp og nikka i US Open. Mm. Og godeste Cammy Smith, han var jo nære på i på august da. Så nej, de tre har jeg litt sånn. Hvis du skal velge spelare som ikke er blant favorittene, som jeg alltid gör og nu har bara skrev mig fullständigt ut av alla fantasy diskussioner så hvis du vill hvis du har lust att ta bara terräng så är er det bara gå för dig. Ja. Gott tips. 
Deilig. Kanskje vi skal legge okay. det som en fast, fast spalte. Tre spillere som gir deg sentralfortering. <laughs> Tre spillere du må unngå. <laughs> ja. Nei, men bra. Da skal vi videre, og vi skal høre med en av de som jobber tettest med Victor Hovland. Det er hans trener, Jeff Smith, som jeg slo på tråden til i natt norsk tid. Det var dessverre litt problemer med teknikken og på Zoom der, så det blev vel egentlig en slags jeg ringte til han og han snakket via telefon så lyden er jo litt sånn du hører fint kan han si, men det var kanskje ikke akkurat den kvaliteten jeg hadde håpet på da. men i hvert fall for de interesserte så kommer det intervjuet her Så so could you just start by um, telling us a little bit about yourself Jeff and uh, your career up until now as a golf coach Yeah um, uh, Again, my name is Jeff Smith and I am a golf uh, teacher based out of Las Vegas. Um, I've been uh, teaching at TPC Summerlin for the last eight years. Um, been in Vegas for the last 13. So, um, you know, been coaching on the PGA Tour for, I think this is my uh, ninth season now. And so, you know, I've worked with um, about 30 players over those nine years, a uh, bunch of different players and uh, basically have players at at every different developmental level right now from PGA Tour to Corn Ferry Tour, down through all the developmental tours, McKenzie Tour, Latin America. And then I have a, a bunch of guys playing and, and girls playing in college right now. So I've uh, uh, been coaching full time for about uh, 13, 12, 12 years now, full time. And, uh, you know, my, my background is pretty, you know, I've done a lot of interviews talking about my background and sort of my road and path to, uh, to coaching on tour. So I'm not going to necessarily rehash that one, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty well known and, you know, that I, you know, I didn't play, um, professional golf. Um, you know, I got into, I got into coaching golf out of really the love of coaching and, and, um, the love of game, the game and trying to understand the game at the highest level. So, you know, my teaching philosophies are, you know, built kind of around um, a lot of the technology that has evolved in the last few years and um, really doing a lot of research um, into swing mechanics and biomechanics and things of that nature. And uh, that just kind of led me to where I'm at today. Yeah, and talking about swing mechanics, uh, at least uh, we Norwegians, we know a guy who is uh, obsessed with that, and that's Victor Havlen, who who you started working with, I believe, uh, at the end of last summer, uh, right around the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yes, um, I want to say it was the first event we worked worked together was in Boston, but we started doing some stuff. Uh, virtually online a little bit before about a month before that so um and i've actually known victor uh, for for a decent amount of time even before that um so we had some common friends um some some of his teammates at oklahoma state and roommate uh, we had some common common friends so that's how i actually uh, met victor and then that just kind of led us to led us to where, uh, you know, one day he just reached out to me and said, Hey, can I, can I bounce some stuff off of you regarding my swing? And then 
one thing led to another and here we are and your first impression of victor you know as both a like as a person first time you met him what what was your impression um you know i could tell right away that he was uh you know intellectual you know very very astute and um wants to understand how things work you know you really can't uh, you can't get anything by him you know when you when you tell him something he's gonna he's gonna go on a little bit of a fact-finding mission and explore and ask the whys and and all those things so you better have your uh better have your facts straight you know when you when you when you tell him why you want him to do something and uh so my first impression of him was uh hilarious he's hilarious honestly to, to be around yes and uh away from golf <laughs> you know we laugh we laugh a lot about stuff and we have some other things in common um other than golf he likes to play poker I love to play poker and, and played professionally for a little while. And oh, wow. when he comes to Vegas to see me, it's, uh, it's like, I don't know, golf might even be a, like a backseat to our poker, <laughs> you know, our poker games, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You talk about Victor being a very, you know, how to put this, like very, uh, I guess, um, curious and like a perfectionist in pretty much every way, especially when it comes to golf. Have you been uh, like? Have you met like anyone who has been that extreme as him? Oh yeah, now, he's not a. He's you know his. He, he's not uncharacteristic of today's generation. Um, most of my younger players that come to me, you know, you, you got to understand. I, I'm coaching people now that have had a track man since they were eight years old. <laughs> um, I literally have kids show up to lessons that have track mans. So that this, this information age, this technological age, this is kind of all they know. They don't know the, the old school methods, if you will. So they only knew, they only know the new technology and the new understanding, the biomechanics, the, you know, the pressure, you know, stuff that they, they understand that that is their information. You know, in the old days, it used to be grip, stance, and posture, and now it's moment arms and forces and torques, you know? And so it's it's pretty common. You know, he's not – I wouldn't say he's much different than an Aaron Wise or even a Patrick Rogers. Uh, I think Victor's has a little more fun with it, you know? I think that he has the luxury of exploring some of these things for the fun of it because golf – just comes pretty easy for him and uh you know we just got off the phone a second ago we were we we're having a discussion he's talking about how his driver wasn't spinning enough today and, and i was just laughing i'm like you must be bored how did you like approach i mean he, he when i talked to him like in the early days he was like and i talked to his coach alan bratton as well at osu and he was like you know victor he his short game is obviously his weakness, but that's simply because he had hasn't put the time in. How did you like see that? Uh, you know, because you obviously had to notice like right away that you know this guy is is driving the ball so well, but his short yeah. game has its flaws. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I was able to provide him was um, I was able to quell the curiosity of his full swing. And just basically break his swing down and explain to him, like, look, this is how your swing functions. And if you leave this alone, it will function this way for a long period of time. 
And if you want to ascend to the higher levels of this sport, you know, our, our goal, our goal right now is to be top 10 in the world. And then, you know, hopefully someday he wants to be number one in the world, but you know, for him to be top 10 in the world, he has to get the other levels of his game around the green and on the green on par with his ball striking. And uh, it really doesn't even have to be that good to be quite honest. If he can, if he can be a top 50 putter on tour or in top 50 or 75 around the greens, you're looking at a top 10 player in the world pretty quickly. So um, just being able to evaluate his data and statistics and be able to break it down for him and explain to him, you know, I think he's always known putting was important and he's always known short game was important. Um, but I think he's also felt like there was other fires in his game that he needed to put out first. And so, um, you know, our, our focus is, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like we don't work on the full swing because we do, uh, because there are some patterns and some tendencies in his swing that he continues to work back into that uh, when he does, he struggles hitting the ball. So we've, he, he's got kind of a sweet spot in his swing where, uh, when he's doing the things that he does pretty naturally, he, he tends to have really good ball control. And so um, there's times when he gets off, like he, he mentioned when he just came to me in Vegas, he's like, it's amazing. I take, I take a few days off because it's been freezing cold and still water and he hasn't been able to practice. He's like, man, I just, my swing just goes back to this ugly spot. And then, you know, he can't hit the shots that he likes to hit. And so we've got to kind of finesse it and get it back you know, in that spot. And then and it doesn't take very long um, because it's, it's a position that he's pretty, you know, pretty naturally uh, familiar with. Um, it just has to feel right to hit the sh certain shots on the golf course. And then, you know, the continue, there needs to be just this continuous like work and grind toward um, being better on and around the greens. And, and he's made tremendous strides. It's not where, you know, it's not where he wants it or, or where I want it yet, but um, he's getting he's getting better and better and better in those areas quickly. Yes, um, and you know, I have like two points. One with his uh, his driving, he you you guys have focused a lot on speed, and I also heard some podcast with you earlier that I mean, you basically want to hit it really hard, you know. <laughs> And and that's uh, one of your focus points. Like, how how did you um, how have you and Victor worked with just like the pure power aspect of his driving? Yeah. So there's been a little bit of a, an equipment change. Um, when we first started working together, he was playing a driver that was pretty short. Um, somewhere along the lines, he was either talked into or <laughs> cut his driver down because he thought he was going to hit it straighter, and he does hit it very straight, but he was giving up a significant amount of club head speed playing a shorter driver. So we went through about a month long sort of experimental phase where, you know, my goal was to push the envelope um, into a longer driver without giving up a lot of accuracy. And um, we found, we just kept adding length to the driver. You know, I think he was playing 44 and a half when we started. And then when we went to 45 and we tried to make the changes like incrementally because obviously he's during season and he's trying to play. And 
you know, we just kept adding like a half inch and a half inch and a half inch. And the next thing you know, I think he, you know, we went all the way up to like 47 and we realized we didn't really gain much speed from, I think he's playing 45 and three quarter length driver right now. And, uh, we went all the way up to 47 and he didn't really swing that much faster. So he wasn't able to move it as fast. So part of the speed that we put on is by playing a slightly longer driver and uh, tuning that driver, you know, in terms of spin rates and launch angle. But the the bigger part of it has been a, a focus on his biomechanics, if you will, on how, how to create maximum force. And then like neurologically, there's been a little bit of a shift to where if you want to swing fast, you have to try to swing fast and, and you have to overcome sort of those obstacles in competition where your brain is like, okay, there's a fairway out there. I got to try to hit this thing. You got to let go of a little bit of that and you got to try to move fast. And he's been able to do that. And, and he's honestly just built up a level of confidence to where I mean, he's just full send now in competition. So he's, he's pretty much maximizing, you know, what he's, what he can do. I looked at his data the other day and I think this, I think right now he's averaging seven yards longer than he was this time last year. So, you know, that may not sound like a lot, but for a player like Victor, that's having a nine iron in your hand instead of an eight iron in your hand. And in in his case, uh, it's going to (laughs) change. It's going to change the numbers on the scorecard pretty quickly when he starts getting, you know, into that middle short iron part of his his bag because that's where he's really, really good. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Indeed. And uh, when it comes to the short game, I mean, the one thing we... Uh, realized, I think it was in Houston the first time he used the, the aim point um, method and uh, when we spoke to him uh, after that he meant he said that he was basically you, you basically almost forced him to, to trying it out because he was he was kind of, kind of skeptical and probably maybe tried it before and didn't work out as well but um, it has 
really, you know, beard fruits, uh, I mean, as we have gone along. Yeah. You know, when I, when I started looking at his putting, putting results, I really quickly just tried to figure out why is this guy putting poorly. And, you know, we went through a bit of a diagnostic where, you know, I did some, took some measurements on the sand putt lab, things of that nature. And I'm like, wow, this guy's got a really good stroke. Okay, what's the problem here? Maybe he can't control his speed. And then we start doing all these speed drills and I'm like, wow, this guy's got really good speed and touch control. Why is he not making any putts? And then we went around uh, at Karsten Creek um, in o- at Oklahoma, St- Oklahoma State and um, it took me about eight holes walking up, you know, with him and playing with him, figuring out really quickly he was not reading greens very well. He actually told he actually told me a story where you uh, like the the, the first uh, episode where he like realized that you know this guy is like me he really just delivers it straight to you and I I believe he he hit a putt uh, from around like maybe ten feet and he hit it like he missed by like two feet and you just said to him you know that's a really really bad putt no player on the tour should ever hit a putt like that <laughs> yeah i mean I, i don't know about it was probably like that because you know it was uh it was very eye-opening to me it did, like i said didn't take very long and so the first nine holes was me watching him putt and and, and read greens horrifically and then the second nine holes was me reading every putt telling him where the aim you know where the aim point was And then he just made everything. And so he's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta work on this. We gotta, you know, you gotta teach me aim point. And, and, uh, you know, he, he likes to digest information kind of slowly and, and just take it in and see if it passes the smell test, if you will. And so I taught him aim point pretty, pretty close after that. And I believe he had, he had, a. He had some time off, a week off or something like that. And then he went and played a tournament. And we got to the tournament and we we did aim point in the practice rounds and stuff. And he was reading greens and we were doing it in the practice, uh, on the practice putting green. But then he didn't do it in the tournament. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is his way of kind of getting comfortable. And his caddy was like 100% all in on it. Like he could see right away, like, wow, this is really improving his read. It's going to give him a better chance to win tournaments. So he was really in on it and supportive of it. And uh, I think he went one more tournament where he was, yeah, it was the tournament. in. Uh, so he played the tournament in Vegas. And then he, the next week he went and played the tournament in California at Sherwood. And he didn't use it there either. He's, he was getting closer. He used it all in the practice rounds and stuff. But he just, he, I think he wasn't comfortable in his routine yet. He didn't think he could play fast enough. You know, he didn't want to be on the clock and things of that nature taking too long on the greens. So we grinded on it all week in Houston. And then he actually used it for every putt of the tournament in Houston. And I think he, uh, pretty sure he top 10 in Houston or something really close to that. And he, it was his biggest strokes game putting week of the year. So we got lucky that he did so well. He's been he's been all in on it since, and uh, he's learning now to put his own little personal touches on it and personal feels on it and adjustments and things of that nature. So the best is uh, yet to come, you know, in terms of his budding. 
just looking at you know he he for the first couple of years as a pro he like jumped like every time i went over he was like had a new coach he was jumping all around you know bouncing off getting info and just onto the next but you're you're like the first guy who's really stuck with it. so how do you see like your relationship and um your work together you know going forward yeah you know i would say that he's had some coaches in the past that he spent a good deal of time with he's had a lot of good coaches kind of shape him as a player and and uh you got to give those guys credit because you know they saw a swing that was pretty unique and they didn't mess with it very much and so i think it's important to to recognize you know sometimes that's just good coaching there when when you don't mess something up uh, or try to make it fit a model so you know in terms of my relationship with him i i think that you know he's, he's a younger kid um, a younger player, I, I say kid because, you know, I'm, I'm old, I'm twice his age. So, um, you know, they just have to – I just try to build that relationship with every player that I have because you spend so much time with these guys, you know, that – I mean, it's literally I, I spend almost more time with them than I do my own family because I'm on the road 30 weeks out of the year. And so um, you just build up trust over time. And I think, you know – when you're, when you're telling them the right things and they're committed to doing those things and they go out and have success, I think it helps build a little bit of credibility. And, uh, and, and, and the biggest thing is we're, we're pretty honest with each other. You know, if he's, if he's not doing something, you know, I'm going to tell him and, uh, and he's going to do the same for me. Like, you know, he, he'll, he'll be like, look, we gotta go back to the drawing board on this and figure this thing out. Cause this ain't, this ain't right or this ain't working. And so, um, yeah, you know, hopefully work together a long time and, uh, he's, I enjoy being around him. So it's a lot of fun and it's, it's fun away from the golf course too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. Seems that way. So let's just say, um, Victor comes home, um, or comes to Vegas, um, like he did after Hawaii, going home early from Hawaii, um, and he comes to you. How does a typical day, uh, like in just shortly, just look? Yeah, so he had a lot of rust uh, from the off season. You know, one in Mayakoba, then he went and played the following week overseas, and then he just kind of shut it down and went home to, to Norway for yep. a little for a while. And you know, in the winter time, there wasn't much to do there in terms of golf. I think he hit balls. A couple of times in a simulator. Yeah, it wasn't much. <laughs> and then he wasn't doing anything serious because you know he was just sending me videos of how fast he was swinging the simulator. So <laughs> it, you know it was pretty much no golf during that time, and then off to uh, you know Maui for the uh, the tournament of champions, and that's not really the place to get your game back in shape because it's. It's a it's a very unique it's a very unique golf course. It's generally very challenging with wind and, and stuff like that. And you're not really knocking the rust off at Kapalua. So uh, he played that tournament and didn't didn't play very well by his standards and, and uh, wasn't comfortable with how he was hitting the ball at all. So he was actually scheduled to play Sony and he withdrew and just flew to Vegas and we just got right to work on the golf swing and. You know, it was it was a pretty simple fix. We had it kind of organized the first day. It's again some of the tendencies that he falls back into. Um, 
with his swing, it all kind of stems around. Um, he gets into a position to where, for for some reason, the, he starts getting the face a little more closed in the backswing than normal, and then that causes him to start aiming a little bit to the right, and. Uh, because he hits pulls when he does this, and he likes to hit a little bit of the fade. So once he starts aiming a little more to the right, instinctually, he's all he's all messed up because now he can't start the ball left and cut it. He's hitting pushes and draws and, and overdraws, and um, it, it's a small little kind of domino effect that happens a few times. And so these last couple times we've been together, my my message and emphasis has been: this is how you fix this, like. We have fixed this like three times in the last two months. It's time for you to take some ownership and do these dr- these specific drills and warm up this specific way and look at the track man, you know, while you're doing these things and get control of that face and path. And so um, he's been doing that. And the ball striking has been a lot more consistent. And, uh, you know, that's so, so a typical trip to Vegas, we're going to, if, if the ball striking is not in, in order, that's generally priority number one with him. Everything kind of ebbs and flows around that. If he's not comfortable hitting the ball, don't even talk to him about putting and chipping, <laughs> you know, seriously. And so we can sort that out pretty quick, and then we probably spend the bulk of our time on the golf course chipping and putting, uh, doing the putting, doing all our putting drills, doing all of our short game drills, and then uh, – mostly spending time on, on distance wedges. Cool. And, you know, Victor has had s- such a crazy rise since turning pro, and especially for the last, since he won, basically since he won at Puerto Rico. Uh, that was actually just a year ago. It's crazy to think about. But, I mean, seeing his big, you know, this big rise, what do you see as the biggest challenge for him, you know, getting this much, um, what do you call it, fame and being in the spotlight that early in his career? I think you just said it. Uh, the challenges that are in front of him are not physical. They're, he knows how to play golf. You know, he knows how to control his golf ball um, as good as anybody in the world. So the challenges that he faces are is handling the pressure, uh, being in the bigger groupings every uh, you know on a weekly basis with all the cameras and the crowd. You know, when the, the fans start coming back out, um, like that's something I said the other day. Like, he hasn't faced that yet. You know, when he, you know, pre-COVID, he wasn't, you know, as, as notable as he is right now. He wasn't ranked as, you know, highly ranked in the world as he is right now. He he wasn't in a lot of the feature groups like he's going to be, you know, here here pretty soon. And so, you know, when the fans start coming back out and you're, you're in these top, you know, these top pairings with guys like, you know, Tiger and, Rory and Rom and these guys, you know, how, how are you going to handle that pressure? And, and admittedly, he still, you know, he talks about how he gets nervous in some of those moments. And, uh, you know, I kind of saw it a little bit in Houston this in the fall. We, uh, we had limited fans uh, that week. And I think, I think there was like 8,000 fans or something like that. And he was in the group with uh, Phil Mickelson and Jason Day. And you can imagine pretty much every fan on the golf course was following that group. So um, I could tell when we were walking to the first tee, he was pretty nervous. Um, and then when he gets out there and plays, he, he, he's fine. But um, 
just the, the challenge he faces is continuing to be more comfortable in those big moments. Um, I think he's comfortable, you know, in the big moments when he needs to hit shots, but it's kind of like those first tee jitters, um, stuff like that, that he's got, he's just got to get a little bit more comfortable with. Perfect. Um, I just have some uh, a couple of questions from our Twitter followers to round it off. It's that's okay for you. Sure. Um, uh, the first one is, um, how is the focus weighted in? I mean, you basically all hinted about it earlier, but uh, you know the focus weighted in Victor's training. You know, short game versus irons versus driving. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be weighted ball striking first. Um, that's how he pays the bills, you know. Um, his game is predicated on driving it long and straight, hitting a lot of fairways, and um, being a, a precision iron player. Um, he hits the ball very straight with very little curve, and so um, he's going to hit a lot of greens. He's going to hit a lot of fairways. So his game is is pretty much predicated around that. Now, to elevate and to win, to win more golf tournaments, he's got to putt better. Um, when you look at who wins every single week on the PGA tour, it's generally the person that puts the best amongst the guys who hit it the best. So I think he understands that. And, uh, that, you know, that continues to be a focus, but it's definitely weighted ball striking and then putting and then, you know, and then short game last. Cool. Um, what do you see as Victor's biggest strength and weakness? right now um i mean the biggest strength is definitely his driver um you know he there's not many guys that can hit it that straight with that little curve and that solid that often um that hit it as far as he as he does you know he's averaging 306 off the tee or something like that now and um you know i'd be highly surprised if he's not top 10 in strokes gained off the tee at the end of the season. So definitely his biggest strength is that, is that driver. His biggest weakness is, um, yeah, it's probably still short game. There's a long ways to go. I mean, he's gotten light years better, but you know, there's a long ways to go in terms of handling different types of grass, different types of lies, judging lies. Um, you know, the technique is pretty sound at this point. But I think that it's just more experience hitting a variety of different shots, but more so being able to trust that you can hit those shots under pressure. You know, he still, even though his technique is better in the pressure situations, he'll still try to default to some type of lower shot because he just doesn't have that memory bank of great high finesse spinny shots built up in there yet where he can kind of draw from so i think that's you know still the biggest opportunity in this game yep um you mentioned some uh, you know some of the adjustments that you guys have made together and you have made to his game but what do you consider the most important thing that you have you know adjusted in his game uh, so far man that's a that's a that's a good question um you know, it's probably his putting. Um, I think the biggest thing I've probably given him is structure to his practice routine, his warm-up, um, all those things around putting. He, you know, 
Victor plays the game very free and, and nonchalant. Like, there's not a lot of structure to what he does. Like, he'll freak me out sometimes because he'll show up, you know, to his warm-up with 15 minutes to hit balls. <laughs> I've <know>? been there. <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, it happened to, it happened to Torrey Pines this year. And I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, we got we to gotta get a little bit – It's 58 degrees right now. My, I'm freezing standing here. We got to get our bodies a little more warm, you know, before we have to run off the first tee. So I think the biggest thing I've given him is just some structure around how to get better on the greens, um, a system for reading greens to where he at least has a, a baseline of, of what the putt generally should do in terms of break. And then he can make whatever little intuitive adjustments off of that he wants to. But I would say that's probably the biggest thing I've given him. I mean, Victor Hovland knew how to hit a golf ball really good long before he ever met me. So, <laughs> And uh, just uh, if, I mean, if it doesn't uh, annoy you too much, you know, you talked about uh, all these good things about Victor, you know, how he he's a funny guy and uh, obviously a good player. But is it anything that annoys you a little bit about him? Oh, man, the list is too long to mention on here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, not, I wouldn't say there's anything that annoys me. That's, there's, you know, there's nothing to be, a, I've got a great job. It's fun. My job is amazing and fun to, I love what I do. So there's nothing really about it that's annoying. Um, there's things that I'll call out to him, you know, I'll call him on, you know, like, you know, I think sometimes he find he tries to find something that's wrong. You know, he's a bit of a perfectionist. And, uh, you know, whether it's the driver spinning a couple hundred RPMs too little or too much or, um, you know, something like that. But it's, yeah, there's nothing that annoys me. Good to hear. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Jeff, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And just to round things off, uh, Genesis is coming up. What is your prediction uh, for this week? <laughs> I, yeah, I stopped making predictions a long time ago uh, <laughs> about golf tournaments. But, you know, depending on the weather, um, I think the weather's supposed to be pretty decent there. You know, Riviera is a really hard golf course. Uh, I, it's, I heard it's in – my guys were texting me. They said it's in phenomenal shape this year. So um, it's going to be a little different with no fans out there. But, you know – Riviera, the golf course shows up every single year, so it's, it's tough. You're going to have pretty firm and fast greens and, and pretty big slopey greens, and so putting is going to be really important this week. And, uh, you know, ball strike. this is a ball-striking golf course, so, you know, I think 12 to 12 to 14 under is going to win there. And anytime there's that type of golf course, I like Victor's chances. Um, you know, I, I thought that, you know, earlier in the year when we went to that tournament in Houston, that was our first look at that golf course, and it was really hard. And I thought he'd play well there, and he did. And you know, the U.S. Open's really hard. Thought he'd play well that well there, and he did. And Torrey Pines is really hard. I thought he'd play well there, and he did. So I'm I'm, I'm going to ride this horse. I think he's going to. Um, you know, I'm not making predictions, but he should he he should have a good chance to play well on a golf course that puts a premium on driving the ball well and great iron play. That's uh, comforting to hear coming from uh, from you. So uh, fingers crossed for another good one. 
but as I said, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us, and um, we hope that uh, your relationship uh, with Victor just keeps on uh, developing and, and going because it's obviously had a really good impact on him and his game. And um, us, us back in Norway, we just uh, look forward to to watching his career hopefully uh, continue on the up. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Det var Jeff Smitte. Um, straight out of Florida, <laughs> var faktiskt. Han var på Corn yeah. Ferry i en turnering där nere. Mm. Um, ja, nu har det gått ett halvt år sedan um, sedan han och Victor bynt att jobba samman. Bara chapt. Kan uh, intryck sitter du igen med av han inte den praten här och bara generellt hur uh, han har jobbat med Victor den senaste tiden. Nej, jag han verkar som en väldigt förnuftig tränare och en väldigt bra tränare. Liker att han är er ärlig, att han att han har ett så sån typ av förhåll till Viktor att de kan diskutera ting, att inte det bara är er jatting med, men han verkar som en riktig riktig typ av person och en vuxen tränare och och har en god filosofi. det verkar som de har funnit tonen. Det är er motsatt att han kommer till Vegas att de tränar att de kan göra ting utom golfen som att spela poker och gå på kasino säkert och kosa Det er jo bare positivt at man har et godt forhold til hverandre, så länge man klarer att holde den ærligheten og den, at man klarer att si det man mener og ha en høy tak høyde. Så det er veldig, veldig positivt etter å ha hørt dette fra, fra Jeff Smith, og så blir man jo engasjert da, av å høre han si disse tingene. Man blir jo, gleder seg jo til turnering når man hører at han sier at han har, har gode forhåpninger og, og sånn om Victor, og da, det, det synes jeg er moro Helt enig. Um, vi ska inte bruka så väldigt mycket mer tid nu, uh, som vi går rätt och släpp bara på uh, ukens. Uh, ska man börja med birdie eller bogey? Uh, Jag börjar med bogey du. Ja, uh, jag kan börja med bogeyen och den uh, gäller faktiskt inte för förra uken för den var så pass provocerande att den uh, flyttar fram i uka. För när uh, pegaturen annonserade sina fisher groups igår så uh, var ju inte Viktor Hovland där och att Victor Hovland inte var där det är er nog en ting men att Cameron Champ blev valt föran en ting är er Victor men för exempel Jordan Speed som ju är er ett av de största trekplasterna på turen och är er tillbaka i eh, i formen han som gjorde han till en av världens bästa spelare det är er för mig en gåta i att Cameron Champ slår väldigt långt och det är er säkert väldigt spektakulärt att se på men eh, spelaren Cameron Champ är er ju närheten av att kval- vara kvalificerad till några feature groups per dag start och spelar med. Nej, inte med den. Helt inte med den. Så att Victor inte var med, det var säkert också liten sån ja, det ligger lite det, men ja, en liten trigger, men men jag syns ju det ännu märkligare att Jordan Speed inte är er med. Ja, det syns jag. Den är er väldigt rar. Han är er ju en som du säger ett trekplaster, så det är er väldigt märkligt. Ja. Var det din? Uh, jeg gir min til PGA-turen. Uh, eller PGA-turen, som man skal si. Ja, PGA-turen, skal man si, dette dommerpanelet. Uh, den håndteringen av situationen til Maverick McNeely, da, som får dette straffeslaget for uke, synes jeg faktisk er helt på trynet. Fordi vi sa jo da i denne situasjonen om å gå tilbake til Patrick Reed på Farmers Insurance, men uh, da sa de, sier du egentlig at de ikke kan bruke videobevis, da, og vil ikke bruke det beviset på samme måte. Her så bruker de det for alt det er verdt for å tilegne straffeslag til Maverick Neal. Reglene er i for seg grei, så det er dessverre, så, er, så det er på en måte golfreglene som egentlig burde fått bogen, så du kan gi golfreglene litt av bogen for at man får straffeslag for det der og der, for det er bare tull. Men samtidig da, at de bruker det videobeviset for å liksom felle Mike Neely, 
i stedet for å gi han da, benefit of the doubt ved å si at han ikke gjorde noe gærent, så da skulle de gjort det samme med Patrick Reed og sagt, oj, se her Patrick, den ballen spratt, dette kan jo ikke ha vært gjort riktig. Her må vi ha løst denne situasjonen feil, men det gjør det ikke, og det, da blir man jo sittende utenifra og tenker at de beskytter de større spillerne, og så går de bare rett og tar de mindre store, akkurat som i fotball, at de store lagene får mer dommerøvelser i sine favorier enn de mindre lagene. Men golf er ikke samme idrett som fotball, den har en skal ha en høyere integritet og en stolthet, så liker ikke helt det, så den, den får de. Ja, for å kaste en brandfakkel så kan vi jo si at Patrick Reed er golfsportens Bruno Fernandes. Ja, ja, ja han er jo langt verre enn Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> nei, det er bare Bruno mener at han er jo gode gutt. Nei, nå Jeg skal ikke si noe mer om straffe, straffesituasjonen til United, så det hører ikke til i denne podcasten. Um, Birdie, uh, da kan jeg ta min først. Uh, den går til Bubba Watson, faktisk. Ja. Uh, som, uh, han har jo stått frem før og fortalt litt om det, men uh, den uka her så åpner han jo skikkelig opp om sine uh, utfordringer med mental helse. Ja. It's not, it's okay to not be okay sometimes i overskriften, og det er rett og slett at Bubba Watson åpner ganske kraftig opp. Det er på PGA-turen sin hjemmeside, og anbefaler å lese den. Det er en ganske lang artikel der, der han snakker om hvordan han har slitt, selv om han er stjerne på PGA-turen, og, og et forbilde for mange, og godt likt og alt som er, så kan til og med disse ha tunge perioder, og jeg synes det er både kult og inspirerende at Bubba står frem på den måten her. Så han får min birdie. Det er en like veldig, veldig bra poeng. Jeg gir min birdie, jeg gir min birdie til jeg birdie med en oppfordring. Birdie med oppfordring om at vi må ha mer av det, og det er å høre hva spillerne sier ute på banen, for Birding går til den kommentaren Phil Mikkelsen drar i land på hull 18 etter han har gjort en uh, nier der, hvor han rolig plukker opp ballen og sier uh, til Paul Casey, Paul, that's a nine. I'm crushing the par fives today. <laughs> vi trenger å få mikka opp noen spillere ute på banen og få, høre, ja, og få høre mer, og Pegatur må bare skjønne at det må vi ta tak i, så det er en birding med oppfordring for at det kommer til å gjøre så mye. Tenk, vi får høre sånne små kommentarer, høre hva dommere sier i diskusjoner, høre sånne små ting hele veien, og bare finne de riktige spillerne da. Som for eksempel Mikkelsen, eller noen som man vet har litt å bjuda på. Justin Thomas for eksempel, selv om han har fått kjeft for det han har sagt i det siste, så er han fortsatt morsom å høre på ut på banen. Så... Men en kommentar til Phil, den er kongas. Paul, that's a nine. I'm crushing the par fives. <laughs> Helt konge. Det blir det veldig ny bog i TPG-turen neste uge, når de har mute alle spillerne. Ja, Så det, det, det blir nok. Må komme det. Bra, da er det bare vafflen igen og jeg ja. kan jo ikke få nevnt det nok. Det var jo herlig å få inn en forrige uke, men jeg, nå skal jeg få lov at resten av året så blir det så blir det high stakes. Nå har jeg kjørt safe som i fjor. Jeg kjørte en skikkelig safe, og det var DJ på E-Masters. Den gikk inn. Dette året, ok, det var kanskje Cantley som var det mest safe, men Burger var i hvert fall en god nummer to. Ja, ja, det var det. Da er jeg spent på hvilken rute du velger nå, om du skal på en måte kjøre litt samme stilen for å utligne. I hvert fall counten, og da er det jo egentlig bare en mann som er klink, eller om du skal fortsette å være litt våkert. Nei, jeg klarer ikke å ta, jeg klarer ikke å ta klink-eneren, det klarer jeg ikke. 
Jeg klarer ikke å ta det inn. Jeg har fryktelig lyst til å ta Viktor Overland, men det, han får holde med en plass på fantasy-laget. Det, det får holde rett og slett med det. Så jeg gønner på med Joaquin Niemann. Vet du hva? Det var akkurat han jeg hadde tenkt å ta. Nej, var det det? Jo, ja. Det er ok, men da kan du, du kan få han. Du kan få han. Nei, nei. Det er så veldig lyst. Da, jo, men jeg kan ta... Jeg kan... Nei, jeg vet ikke faen. Nei, du kan ikke ta, ta Niemann og så ikke velge han, og så hvis han vinner... Altså, ja, her må du stå. Ja, jeg stå, selvfølgelig står jeg for det. Nå, nå ble jo jeg litt sånn satt ut av spel her. Nej, ja, da får du ta det safe route da. Nei da. Det skal jeg ikke. Ja, men jeg, tok, jeg, tok, jeg tenkte jo Niemann, fordi det begynner å bli en stund siden han vant sist. Eller en stund, da, men han vant jo den uh, Greenbrier sist. Han har vært med å kjempe. Han har vist at han kan... Uh, han, altså, han var jo høyt oppe på Hawaii, hvor alle de beste var med, så han har vist at han kan kjempe med de beste før. Og så er han en sånn sneaky, grindy spiller som fort kan finne på med å gjøre det bra på en sånn bane. Så, så det eneste som tar imot er at han har vel ikke spilt siden Hawaii, så han har vel stått over en stund nå. Vært borte litt, så... Jeg har ikke kanskje den bästa banen å spille på, men det var bare et eller som dro mig i retning Niemann. Ja. Du tar Niemann, og da... Jeg har jo litt... Skott i Scheffler. Skott i Scheffler. Nei, det... Det var den jeg hadde byttet Niemann med, da jeg byttet med Scheffler. Ja, jeg hade jo egentlig tänkt att byta med Tony Finau, da. Ja, kom igen. Så jeg tar Tony Finau. Ja! Nå sker det, nå sker det. Ja, nå sker det. Hvis det kommer bli to på rad så ja, off. Jag väntar på den dagen. Jag väntar på den dagen de to vi välger har i omspel. <laughs> ja, alltså det var jag så jag så måste se lite nog bara på fielden när du sa Niman och då var det liksom Morikawa lite sån ja. Kanske men och så Scheffler och Wolf då men det nej. Så det blir det blir Tony. Ja, nej jag så tänkte liksom jag hade ska ta Macker och JT var mina såna big picks då. Men så tänkte jag, nej, vi kör på med det. Är er mycket kul och jag tar jag får heller ta de stora gutta på fantasylaget och så välja en sån longshot på Waffle. Nydlig. Då blir det enten uh, chilensk uh, chilensk Waffle variant eller så blir det the breaking of the curse på söndag. Det blir deilig. <laughs> ja. Uh, då måste man bara avsluta med att nämna sändetiderna som jag denna gång faktiskt har klart att uppdriva i i, I tiden till till inspelning så det är er ju hyggligt. Um, det är er då 19 alltså huvudsändning eh, från 19 till midnatt. Eh, nej, 20 till midnatt. Ja. 20 till midnatt, fredag och lördag, 19 till midnatt eh, nej, torsdag och fredag men 19 till midnatt lördag och 19 till halv ett söndag och då är er det ju Fisho Groups på Golf TV. Allt detta bara sport Norge och så då Fisho Groups på Golf TV. Jag tror det är er allredan från 15:45. Ja, så har vi väl studiosändning på fredag och söndag. Ja. Det har jag faktiskt glömt att nämna. Ja, det har vi. Er det är från 1930 fredag och 18:30 söndag. Jag är er lite usikker på exakt tid, men i alla fall jeg tror, jeg tror det. Ja, liten uppladdning och så följer vi spelet underveis med masse god information underveis. Det passar ju bra på fredag när ska vi lika Viktor ut ganska sent fredag eller? Jo, halv 9 21:27. Ja, ikke sant? Så da kommer vi til å følge den tett med masse god inside og masse god info underveis. Ja, det blir nydelig det. 16.57 torsdag og 21.27 fredag i hvert fall. Tidene på Victor. Nej, dette blir bra. Victor i ikke Fischer Group, men Corey Connors og Dylan Fritelli, det er jo ikke akkurat 
Det är ingen fingrar. Jag har inte grävt dypt i gottepusen här, men uh, helt grejt. Stay off the weed. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. We're kicking off during March Madness. Cal's Kentucky Wildcats are in the hunt. So throughout the tournament, I'm going to call up my friend to ask about his wins, losses, and especially what he's telling his players in the locker room. You got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.